All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You're watching Leaves Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Lighter Juice writes in, Rosie was rock solid after that performance by Nisey, I bet. He's still rock solid. It's the Monday edition, at least warning take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosie. Uh, Rosie, how rock solid are you right now? Hard as a rock. <laughs> yeah, man, I called it. This Nisey kid, he's my boy. <laughs> Got to get that jersey on the wall. Dude, just seeing some of the comments, and you're all fantastic here on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. Shout out to our friends over at Botano for sponsoring this program. Um, it's a roller coaster of emotions covering the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like even our text chain on Saturday after that first period, we're like, oh man, like I'm so done with this team turning into like a three, one deficit in the third period. Nice. scores two goals. Then they come back. Like it, it, it's like, it's a borderline treat. It's a joy. It's fascinating. There's so many adjectives to describe covering the Toronto Maple Leafs, watching the Toronto Maple Leafs on a daily basis. Isn't there? Yeah, it sure is. I guess it always has been, but it's not good. I mean, the ups and downs and roller coasters, what does that tell you? It tells me that they're very inconsistent and you do not know what to expect, which is not a quality 
of a championship team, if you ask me. Did you see Justin Hull's stat line on Sunday, by the way? The Red Wings are off to an impeccable start. Like, this guy's just trolling us, man. I've watched, like, maybe three Red Wings games already. The fact that you don't notice Justin Hall is like an endearing thing to him. It's a flattering thing to say about him. And so far, I haven't noticed the guy, but he got three apples yesterday. He was a plus five and is amongst the league leaders in plus minus at plus eight to start the season for Detroit. Your thoughts, Jay Rozo? I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand, man. I got nothing against the guy personally. and I don't usually kind of bring up negative things about individual yep. players but dude he was lost last year like like outrageously lost and out of position and an absolute liability and a guarantee to be the cause of at least one goal single-handedly per game and when he was gone i was like thank god we can you know shore up our d now and then he goes elsewhere and just flourishes i don't understand that it's very maple leafs thing to do to have a guy that, that that's that detrimental to your roster and then he goes somewhere else and flourishes don't get it don't like it don't want to remember it but it's i have no i have no answer for it i can't wait for the video tribute when he comes back officially i know he came back in the preseason but it's it's so different um the change of scenery narrative do you subscribe to it like because another guy on the red wings man like alex to granted he's a michigan native was a red wings fan growing up but like I sort of feel, which is tough for me to say covering the Maple Leafs and being a fan of the Maple Leafs, feel bad for Ottawa Senators fans because this is the guy they thought they were picking up from Chicago. And he wasn't amazing. He wasn't like, you know, terrible last year either, but he was somewhere in between. Now you see him on Detroit. He's scoring left and right, leads the league as we have this conversation here on Monday. Do you subscribe to the the change of scenery narrative? Because it seems to be, I don't know if it's cliche to bring up on a daily basis in the media world, but like, Sometimes a change of scenery can get a player going. And again, it's very early, but Justin Hall is off to a good start. Alex, to bring it at some others around the league. Oh, majorly. It's just, it's just like anything else. Like, what, what do you, what do the people out there do? Are you a, a construction worker? How about like moving to a different job site or having a different crew? Or are you a teacher? Like the, the different staff room and what that's like with the leadership under a different principal, you know, do you work in an office? You know, what's that environment like? What are the meetings like? Who are the head honchos? What's HR? Like, it's just, you change sceneries, change scenery and it can change your whole outlook and your whole attitude and your energy level and your ability to want to be there and perform. So hundred percent. I subscribe to that. Um, at the end of the day, if you're in the NHL, you're supposed to be a professional and, and do your best to get the most out of yourself as an individual, no matter where you are, but that's a lot easier to do in some places than others. And that's proofs in the pudding where, like you say, guys, uh, guys go places and it doesn't work out and they go somewhere else. It's like, what the hell changed, man? He's a different player, but behind those scenes and behind those doors, it can be a whole different life for a, for a player. The, the fascinating thing to me is like the whole pressure and how you quantify pressure. And that's why, like, that's my biggest beef with analytics, if you want to call it that, is you can't signify pressure, right? Especially in a development or in a setting, I should say, like the Stanley Cup playoffs. But like even to break it, he goes home, plays in Michigan. You've, you've got to think there's pressure that goes along with that. Justin Hall makes a lot of sense, right? He goes from a pressure cooker in Toronto where in Detroit he's an afterthought. And I mean that with the due respect. When you're an afterthought, you can just do your thing and play your game and go home and just chill out. When you're in Toronto, everything's under a microscope. Not to say it isn't in Detroit. I mean, that's a big-time hockey market. It's a winning environment. Has been there for a long, long time. You have Stevie Y looking to take that next step. But it's just always been so fascinating to me where somebody could look so dreadful with one team. And again, very early 
can go to another team and, and be a decent player for them. Yeah, it's uh, it is less pressure in Detroit. It's not even close. Let's yeah. be honest. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't it's it's like I've said, when you, you bring a player into Toronto, like the craziest thing to me is to have to sign a player who's coming off of a career year and then sign that player, bring him to Toronto and expect him to be even better than he was last year is insane sure. because it's more difficult to perform here and there's more pressure. There's more eyes. There's more spotlight. Like, I don't really care who you are or what you're doing. If you're doing something and a million people are watching and analyzing and critiquing you, it's more difficult to do than if you just go out by yourself and go and do it. So yeah. that's, that's been Toronto's problem for quite a while now. Um, I don't, I'm trying to find like equivalents in uh, different sports. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to find. I mean, usually that big, like the Yankees, like they'll have success, right? And the, the Leafs just haven't had success. So it's like the biggest, most obvious market where you can look at the struggles of a team that has, you know, the whole world around it, hoping for it to do well and wanting it to do well and expecting it to do well. And they just can't. And then yeah. the longer that goes on, the more big of a, the, the bigger of a deal that is. And I mean, the Cubs had that long thing where it was almost like a joke where it was a hundred years and they haven't won a championship and they got over the hump. Uh, you know, time will tell, but it's, it's just an odd thing. The Maple Leafs are almost like an anomaly. They're, they're, they're almost standalone in the big four or however many sports of, you know, having that market and not having a championship and it, the longer it goes, the tougher it's going to be. It really is sink or swim. No doubt about it in this market at the Leafs nation 401, where you could subscribe. If you're watching right now on YouTube or not subscribe, please subscribe, help us out at the Leafs nation 401. You can search Leafs morning take. Wherever you find your podcasts as well, brought to you by DoorDash, it's time for the appetizer. Thanks to DoorDash, you don't have to worry about cooking dinner or running to the store anymore. For a limited time, our listeners slash viewers can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's NATION25. A reminder, it's uppercase for NATION25. Please note that the offer is currently only valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. And very nice win, man. Your guy, Matthew Nyes. Again, a roller coaster of emotions watching that game. But for some reason or another, the Leafs seem to have Tampa's number at Emily Arena, Rosie. Yeah, that was nice, man. I mean, the majority of the game, we're sitting there going, oh, dear, like, what is going on? <laughs> you were what freaking out, problem? man. <laughs> it is annoying, man. It was like... uh you know, what's happening? Like this road trip, we're going to start off 0-2 and, and, you know, just kind of erase the nice start that the guys had. And, um, you know, it was a guy that comes in with not just one, but two, two of the goals that that got them, you know, that W. And I just, I can't say enough about this nice guy. I know he's, he hasn't even played 10 in the NHL. And yeah, I just, I think the quality of, of him and his character, I think that one day he'll be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I believe Ooh. that fully. I think he's going to be a career guy there. And I don't think there's, he's ever going to give them a reason to do anything but pay him and extend him and, and keep him in Toronto because I think he, he checks so many bloody boxes. And again, not even 10 games into his career, but look what he's doing, man. He's, he is, he is high quality player and I just like to watch him. Can't wait to see his career, um, progress. And you know, he was one of the sole reasons they got that win. And that's an important win at a, at a important time in this road trip. He really seems to have the knack for the dramatics very early on in his career, man. But he, he seems to be around the big time goals. You know what I'm saying? Like even in the playoffs last year, even in the games he played in the couple and in, in the regular season, 
his DNA seems to be all around like the big time goals. And you can't teach that. Like it's an it factor to me. And I, I think you're so right. Again, always have to temper expectations. He's only played a handful of games in the NHL, but it seems like he has that it factor that is missing in a a lot of young players. Yeah, for sure. And the way he came in last year, and I mean, I called that last year after I'm saying he's going to come in, he's going to make it like it's a fucking college player. He's not going to do shit on the roster. That sounds like, like dude, he's legit. He's going to come onto the roster and he's going to make an impact. He he has a little bit of what they need. He's got a little of that power forward speed. He's got the strength in the corners. He's not just a dipsy doodler. He's he's got some power to him and and he can protect that puck and make plays, and he can come down the the Broadway and finish plays too. He's just a, a solid player, and I think he's a guy that the teammates love. I think he's got character. I think he's got leadership abilities, and he's showing that early on in his career, and that's a guy that uh, that you need as your depth guy. I mean, you, you got your core four guys. You don't need my expectations of him aren't to do that every single game. He doesn't have to do that every single game, but it's just uh, he's just got that really nice piece of depth on that, uh, you know, that bottom six. And he can play in the top six. He can play all over the place. And I just I can't say enough about him, man. He's a guy that I would want on my team every single day of the week. Those are the guys that you can lean on when it matters. And like you say, that he has a knack for coming through. The best part of the 3-2 and the 3-3 goals to tie it up in the third period was Max Domi getting apples on both of them. Uh, I love this. And anybody who's played sports doesn't have to just be hockey. You do something successful or positive in a game, it goes right to your legs, specifically in hockey. Like, beer league, it happens to me all the time. I tucked two goals yesterday, dude. I was flying around as fast as I can go. I'm not very I'm not very fast in terms of skating, but, like, I can get to places. And it for some reason, it's not even a reason. Like, motivation is a thing. And right away, Max Domi was buzzing in OT, buzzing after those apples. That's the confidence booster you need, right? Yeah, huge. It's a weird game, man. Like when things are going your way, you feel light, you feel strong, your legs don't burn, and you just get to places and you just you're licking your chops every time you get out there. You want you want to go make something happen again because it's coming to you easily and it's just happening for you. And that's a great feeling. And when it's not, my God, everything it's is terrible. just across the grain and it's uphill and it's sluggish and your timing's off and you're getting the bad bounces and it's hard to go out there and and buzz and and have that jump and you know Domi was a guy that we were looking to 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 step up here this weekend and and he did and it's nice to get him going him and Bertuzzi are kind of the guys that came in the same time and uh Domi especially man wanted to see more out of him like I was almost like what number is he again like I haven't even I feel like I haven't even seen him out there he's kind of invisible he doesn't stand out to you and doesn't leave an impression, but um, for Nisey and him to both get involved in that, that's the kind of thing, that depth that you need on a team that's going to win a lot of games and go deep in the playoffs. you got to have that depth in scoring and, and ability, and these guys are showing that uh, that they can get it done here early, and it's nice to see everyone starting to progress. And, you know, we are, you know, our record is what it is. It's not perfect, but seeing them move forward in a positive way is always always makes you happy when you're following this outfit. It reminds me a lot of when I played baseball growing up, when I was in a hot streak, dude, it felt like every hit was going to be in the gap or just a big time shot. And when you're slumping, you can't see the ball and you're so hot. It looks like a beach ball when you're slumping. It's like a golf ball. Like it's, it really is crazy. And it's the same type of thing um, in the NHL world and confidence just goes a long way. Same goes for Klingberg and guys like that. But Max Domi, I think that's a big development, right? Cause he had really, really struggled through the first four games of the season for the most part, really an afterthought in that game and really gets cooking there. And, and now right away, it's like the the, the conversation about the domi uh combo and how that seemed to work in that game. And we'll see if that comes to fruition again in D.C. coming up on Tuesday. Dude, that's the most dominant I've seen the Leafs play a three-on-three. And 
people will, will, will scoff at David Kampf taking the opening draw, but he started everything by winning the fucking draw, man. Like I, I can't remember a time where I, I used to cover this team five years ago where they just stunk up the joint, regardless of the talent in three on three OT. They just couldn't figure it out. It's been a complete role reversal. Where and I know the third period was the same story, but they took it to Tampa, absolutely took it. How many teams take it to the Leafs, right? And I was really, really impressed with the OT. They brought it. Yeah, I mean, look at last. Remember last year, their their overtime was just atrocious yeah. and. You know, it's hard. It's it's easy to imagine these guys with like just oozing talent out of their ears get on a three and three on three. And you know that, you know, the game's on your stick when you're playing that overtime. And I think they can get a little bit of tunnel vision saying, how am I going to score? How am I going to be the guy to get this winner? And they forget that the other side's doing the same damn thing. And there's so much space out there where one little misstep or bobbled puck and you're going north boy, she's going the other way real fast and it's going to be an odd man rush. And man, they got caught all the time last year. And we would say like, why are we starting these certain players when they're just horrendous defensively, especially in overtime? And I I just, David Camp is an unsung hero on this bottom six. In my mind, he's glue. He keeps everything together. He's so solid. How many times do you see him just make a horrendous mistake or completely get exposed? Hardly ever happens. He is very yeah. reliable. And to throw him out there makes complete sense to me, especially when, you know, you, you got to, if you don't win that draw, you need someone out there to play some defense and not just be looking for the cookies out there. And that's him in spades. And if you win the draw, pop him off and someone's ready to throw their leg over. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, Austin Matthews thought was tremendous again in the second half of that game. Um, <laughs> OT, he he was just feeling it. It's a different player this year. I know he hasn't scored since the back-to-back hat-tricks to start the year. Doesn't have a but point. There, there's a swagger. There's a confidence. There's a belief to Austin Matthews. Where every game, Rosie, I've noticed him. And that's what superstar players do. Yeah, when you start like that, it's hard not to uh, carry the confidence yeah. for, for quite a few weeks. Uh, he hasn't got a point aside from those first three yeah. goals, the first two games. Cy Young, um, man. So I'm sure he'll be wanting to, to rectify that here on Tuesday. But... Yeah, when you start that hot, it's hard not to, you know, have a little bit of swagger and say, "Well, I don't have any, don't have any monkeys to get off my back or anything like that." You started as hot as can be, and, um, you know, you look at you look at all the core four. I mean, I can't say enough about Tavares and Nylander right now. They're just standouts right now. Nizy stepped up big. You know, you're starting to see Domi come into play. Matthew speaks for itself. It's time to kind of get it all going at the same time and go on a little run here and and have some expectations on what the game's going to look like every single night and have a formula. And this is how we start the game. This is what we do when we're up goals. This is what we do when we're down goals and just have that an identity and it's called character. And you need to start seeing, I realize it's only a handful of games into the year, but what they're trying to do is formulate that identity where you know what to expect. And as a fan, I'm not there yet where, we know what to expect night in and night out. Sometimes you go out and they're like, oh my God, they're blowing the doors off of this organization. It's like men and children. And then sometimes it's just like, what are they doing? Like, did anyone even know there was a game tonight? And you can't have that for too long. I realize it's October, but uh, starting to formulate an identity is is crucial here for them. And I want to start to have expectations on what this group together can do. And I want them to do it consistently. And that's, I think, what they need to be focused on right now. Well, well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you today. Like, is it okay to be annoyed by that game? Because that's what bothered me, I won't lie, is you see the way they played in the third period. You see the dominance with the puck in OT and you're like, like they're fully capable of doing that a lot more than they do, which again, it's hard to say because this team consistently gets 110 points per season. 
But you watch efforts like that, you're like, well, where is that? You know, and again, a lot of it has to do with the opposition. The opposition, more times than not, is going to come to play too. But like, I was a bit annoyed seeing that where it's like, where has this been sometimes, right? Yeah, it's two sides to the coin. Like on the yeah. one hand, it's like, how do you get in that position? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys didn't show up. You didn't have a formula. You weren't executing your game plan. On the other side of the coin, it's like, when your backs were against the wall, you responded. Guys showed up. You found a way to win. And that's the character that you need. And they've shown that. And like every win they've had this year has been a come from behind, right? Not exactly a a formula for success. But the fact that you're capable of doing it is a positive thing. So I see both sides to that coin. And again, you know, that's positive. You're finding ways to get points. You're finding ways to pull out wins, even if you don't have your best stuff. That's what good teams do, no question. But good teams also have consistency and, and and are ready to go in the puck drop. So I think they need to work on that a little bit more. There's, there, there's a little hot and cold to, to that game and to yeah. just about all the games this season. So I just think the word to me is consistency is something they need to, to work on and, and show up with the right stuff when the puck drops and, and have that character. But like I said, the fact that they're finding ways to pull out wins when they don't have their best stuff is, is also a good sign. So yet to be seen what this team is and no reason to be sounding the alarms or planning the parades yet. I, I would say a positive I pulled is they actually scored the first goal in the game. Granted Tampa responds like two minutes later on the power play, yeah. but Nylander kicks off the score in the first time in five games that we've seen that. And, um, Keith goes nuclear too, which again, doesn't happen very frequently, at least in this iteration of this team. I think early on when they got JT, the talk of going nuclear was like JT with Matthews and Marner. It's funny how it's progressed because he's an absolute stud now, but it's Nylander um, with Matthews and Marner. What, what'd you make of that look? Cause they obviously got cooking in a big way there in the second half of the game. Like I think when you need to, when you're desperation, when you're behind- right? Yeah, you're behind the eight ball. You need to do something. I mean, you got all this firepower. I mean, if you're going into a battle and you're you've got it taken to you the first part of the battle and you've got all these weapons in your arsenal, you're gonna fire the kitchen sink back at the opponent, right? And that's what he yeah. did. And why not? See what they can do. I mean, you know, if you spread it out too thin, all of a sudden there's not enough there for something to happen, but you you chuck them all in the same line and say, Away you go. It's guns blazing, right? And it works. And Problem is, can you do that every single night? Well, you're thinning things out too much behind. And I don't know, man. This guy is just loves messing with the lines. I don't, I think <laughs> he loves shift it. to shift, he can change <laughs> things. And, you know, he can go for a period and then put that kind of a nuclear line together and just see if he can just bring something to the table and force it. That's great. And then, you know, the 10 minutes left in the period, he could switch things around for all I know. And, you know, at least these guys are used to that and they understand that they're not going to be playing with the same guys every single minute of every single day. But, you know, it worked this time. And if you've got the weapons, why not use them? I think they pipe in this show into the Emily Arena dressing room at, at, at in Tampa. Like, after just a complete burial last week of Jonas Johansson, who I, I still feel strongly is the worst goalie in the league. He makes 51 fucking save, dude. I was watching this game. I'm like, there's no way. Like, this this will be my descent as a Leafs fan. Like, I can't do it anymore if Jonas Johansson beats the Toronto Maple Leafs. The guy made 51 saves. And there's, you know, I tweeted this out. Why would any team play their number one goaltender? Like, guaranteed if Vasilevsky plays that game, the Leafs score five or six goals on, like, 38 shots as opposed to, like, this guy making 51s. Dude, I could not believe it. I really couldn't, considering... This guy's been a mainstay on the waiver wire his entire career. And now somehow plays the Leafs and like almost robs a game for them on a Saturday night. 
Well, Jeremy Roenick said when he was on this show, he goes, every single team gets up so heavily to play the Leafs. And I know it wasn't in Toronto and Jonas isn't from the area, but it just seems <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense, man. We have big performances against high end teams and absolutely shit the bed when when we're playing bottom feeders and the goaltender thing the same way. But I mean, I, I put money on the Leafs when they're down 3-1. Me too. And, and hit it because I said, you know, this goaltender's got this history. We're peppering him. It's a matter of time. There's reason to believe that we could still fire this thing through. So yeah. um, it does seem like we get goalied by interesting, interesting people. Um, it, again, it just, to me, is that consistency. What what do you have and can you can you overcome the stuff that you you run into during games, whether it's, you know, you come out a little flat or you don't have your best stuff or this goalie's hot today or whatever. You just got to keep forging on and and keep peppering a goalie until you break the walls. And they seem to be all right at doing that. But yeah, odd things happen to the Leafs, man. Maybe we're too close to it, but it, sometimes you just shake your head and you don't really know what the hell to say about it. Dude, five years removed, I, I still cannot believe I was at a hockey game. I was broadcasting a hockey game and a Zamboni driver came into a hockey game and then beat the team that employs him. So I'll never live that down, dude. That uh, If I ever write a book one day about my broadcasting career, that's going to be chapter one, David Ayers, and he'll be quoted in that book. Elvis Lives writes in, please watch the games. Uh, my mistake, sorry. We cover the least. We don't watch the games, I guess. Matthews and Marner barely complete a, pl- a pass to each other. Kiefer has no guts to play them apart because they insist on playing together. I disagree. They, they've tried everything. They put Nylander with Matthews. We've seen every look possible. I was joking with my buddy, dude. Like, we're five games in. We've seen every possible combination, including Ryan Reeves in the top six. <laughs> He's tried everything. I know, man. I don't. I don't know if that's just if he. Th- maybe his. Maybe his attitude is. Is it's different every night, and you got to find what's going that night. That's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. He's certainly not giving guys a couple of weeks to adjust and see where the cam is. He's just jumbling it up all the time, and that's the only conclusion I can come to. Is he thinks that he can find it each night and find the formula that's going on that specific day, which I think is a little bit wild because. You're never going to find the chemistry if you do that because there's times where where lines go on, you know, three, four, five month heaters where they're just unstoppable. You're never going to yeah. find that if you don't give them a chance to to tap into that. But again, it worked that night and uh, he did find something and they pulled it off. So I don't know, man. I I don't agree with that guy either. He's saying it's not Marner's Marner and Matthews saying we we refuse to play with anyone but he, that's that's not happening those guys will play with whoever and like you said they've tried everything and I think they're just going to continue to jumble it up I I hope they do find something and stick with it for once because I think you need that going into the playoffs but we're a long ways from that right now uh, I like Tammy Elvis uh, Elvis lives take a smoke break but uh, Elvis did right back what exactly do Matthews and Marner do five on five one decent assistant five games Mostly one and done entering the zone. Elander and Matthews is the money. Cry to your mom. I don't know. Uh, last time I checked, I think Marner had 99 points last year. Matthews still had 40 tucks. Uh, they're a pretty lethal combination, Jay. Yeah, I don't I don't really get into that, man. They are who they are. They can play with each other. There's so many like dead fast. They've tried everything. Okay? On this They've tried thing. everything. And of course they have. And Keith does that night in, night out, tries everything different. And yeah. What works and what doesn't, that's my problem with it is yeah. we don't know because we haven't really given everything a chance to fester. And as soon as, I don't know, you drop a game or there's a bad period, it's like, ah, you go over there and you play with him. And it's like, Jesus, yeah. man, like 
there's no, there's just maybe too much adjusting. I don't know when it works. It looks great. When it doesn't, it looks desperate. So I hope they find some consistency in the lineup too here coming down the barrel. 26 minutes. That's how long it took before we addressed the elephant, the massive fucking elephant in the room. In fact, we need an entire segment sponsored by this uh, conversation we're about to have. The Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool is coming soon. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's that, you ask? Well, it's a season-long NHL fantasy game sponsored by Wendy's. Everything will run through dailyfaceoff.com, so you'll create a username and password and be able to play along just like that. It's a Monday to Saturday Survivor contest where users will be able to make their selection each day in advance accordingly. Prizes will only be eligible to those users who are a resident in Canada except the province of Quebec. Prizing will vary on Wendy's weekly menu items. Also, there'll be a season-long prize of $5,000 up for grabs as well. Okay, so... I guess everybody hates Ilya Samsonov. I don't know where you want to start with this. Uh, you see the uh, topic bar there. Ilya Samsonov gets the hook. We'll start there. So Samsonov gets the hook, three goals on four shots. As a former player in this league who's been in a room, I'm sure, with terrible goaltenders and guys who have struggled at, at points in times, what was your read on Samsonov on Saturday? Was he bad? Was he good? Where did he fall for you? Well, he wasn't good, right? He's not He's not seeing the puck and what was it? Three goals on four shots. That's that's not going to cut it. And, you know, goalies get the hook sometimes. Sometimes uh, it's not going their way. The puck's not hitting them. They can be in position and the puck finds their way through. And when that happens, when you yank that goalie, it's not always you're brutal. You're done tonight. It's like, hey, let's protect this guy. And, you know, get him out of the the position that he's in, whatever that is. And, and protect him from that and give the other guy a shot and, and see if we can change our luck here. But I don't think the Sammy problem is as bad as people are making it out to be. I'm going to admit in training camp, I, I might have mentioned it one early on preseason, but I didn't want to say it out loud. I was going to say one thing that could really shoot this team in the foot is, is Sammy not having it this year. I think we took for granted that last year that was the big roll of the dice. Uh, by Dubas to bring in those guys and people were calling him other teams reclamation projects and whatnot and yeah. I had faith in him I said I think he's going to come in I think he's going to play damn well him and Murray both played pretty good they yin and yang pretty well and even when their injuries and whatnot and we got some help with Shalgren too when when our back was against the wall but I thought Sammy was solid he proved himself he got this extension and 
I was worried like if it's it's easy to it's it's hard to back that up. You come in and you say, I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. This is my chance. I got out from underneath the team that drafted me that let me go, got a lot to prove. And then to to follow that up kind of your sophomore season in that in that market could be difficult. And he struggled. But if you look at a lot of the goals, he's screened, he's not seeing it. There's tips and deflections. You gotta take that into account. It's not going his way right now. My biggest thing is is Everyone's like Wall's net now. It's it's Wall's net now. He's no he's earned it. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, he's he played great. You know, that was lucky to have him there. And that's what the importance of having two goaltenders is. But you gotta you gotta, you know, realize it's a long season. You don't want to just bury Sammy and be like, you're number two now. You gotta give him, you know, every opportunity and, and I don't say stroke him or massage him, but you don't wanna just bury him and have his confidence go even lower because I don't think there's a position in sports that's more confidence based than being a goaltender mm-hmm. in the NHL and you don't want to lose Sammy's confidence this guy we're going to look back at some point in the season and say remember when he was struggling because he will get hot again he will find his game and it's a matter of not letting that period of of downfall be as long as it possibly can you want to pull him out of it quickly I just I was perplexed man like when did this this hatred of Samsonov start like considering the season he just came off of and his importance to this team and granted he got hurt and wall comes in in the Florida series, but like he was really good last year. Like I, I don't want to be like that, that Samsonov apologist. Like I felt like myself, I was like publicly backing this guy for some reason. Like I was a defendant or something over the weekend, but I just couldn't believe that four appearances into his season, his second season with the team and people are writing him off. Like, and I get it's part and parcel because people are really, really excited about the young guy they have behind him and Joseph Wall, who it appears is ready to take that next step. I thought he was excellent in relief. He didn't let the next goal. In fact, he didn't let another goal, right? Makes 29 saves in that game. He was really good. There's no doubt he's got a bright future. But I'm just not a big fan of burying Samsonov. Like, I, I think he is so important to this team. And last time I checked, I looked around the league and like every goalie's struggling. It's not just Samsonov. Yeah, it's uh, it's the problem with this market, man. It always has been. You know, they get on their guys way too bloody hard when they're not doing, you know, exactly what the market when the fans want. It's it's a bad way to be. It's a bad look. You want to be, uh, you know, a, a quality fan and a useful fan, and you have passion for a team and and you love an organization and follow it with you know all of your energy, then. Do it right and and have some faith and support to the team yeah. and, you know, bring them up when they don't have their best. There's not a team in the world that has their best every single every single night. And, you know, like you said, their memory is so short. Sammy's been great for us. He's a good addition. Um, he's a big reason we got to the second round for the first time in 19 years. And then you just bail on him five games into the season when it doesn't Crazy. go perfectly. It's bullshit. And, and that's yeah. what is wrong with this market. That's why it makes it hard to win. And that's a big big reason why they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 67 is it's so bloody difficult and everyone's walking on eggshells because you know at the slightest hiccup you're going to get jumped on and that's why when I started doing this job I thought to myself man I want to expose that a little bit because I don't know if people understand that I've felt it myself and Mm -hmm. I look at people who had a hell of a lot more important jobs on the roster than I did when I was playing for the Maple Leafs and say my god that's a tough job to have that's a tough cross to carry and you look at the guys going to their you know, the rink in Florida and their flip-flops, they just don't feel that ever. They can no. go on the biggest skids ever, and they're the most worried people about it. In Toronto, when they go on a skid or someone's playing bad, the biggest friggin' alarm setters are the guys that have nothing to do with the team. So it's tough for them, and that's why I want to protect him 
and you know get him out of this slump as fast as possible and yeah he didn't start the the season the way he wanted to but again i don't think it's as bad as it looks i don't think it's as bad as his numbers appear but when you do look at joseph wall when he goes in i mean i don't know a whole lot about goaltending but i do know when a guy's looking good and when he looks poised and wall when he's in net he's he's like he's calm and he's quiet slow about his movements because yeah. he's in position and he's reactionary he waits for the player to make the move and then he just and then he just adjusts accordingly and reacts to that to that play and turns it aside and it's like man he's in control he's poised he's calm he's confident he's big and sammy hasn't really seen that yet this year and the numbers show that i understand but it's a, just a matter of having things going his way and feeling like his timing's back and the bounces are going his way. And then all of a sudden the confidence starts to roll. It's not undifferent than anything else. And the important thing is not to jump on this guy right now. Five games in, he hasn't had the best start, but man, we're going to need him down the stretch. So everyone just relax on Sammy and help bring him up and help bring him out of this thing if you care about this team. I want people to relax on this notion that Martin Jones is some type of savior. Like uh, Elvis lives is having a day in the chat today. Best Leafs goalie is in the minors. Martin Jones and cap locks. You love your cap locks steady as they come. I've watched hockey. I cover the NHL. I mean, you do too, but I've, I work specifically with the NHL doing fantasy hockey. I watch a lot of Seattle Kraken games. A lot. I watch a lot of sharks games, the LA Kings, all destinations, Martin Jones, Philadelphia, This guy is a fringe NHL goaltender. So if you have that belief and you're watching right now and you think Martin Jones is going to be a savior, he he's an insurance project. He's an option. He, you know, say something happens to one of these guys, that's it. That's all to think Martin Jones is going to come in and steal the show. This isn't Martin Jones, Rosie from the LA Kings anymore. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. I mean, he's there in my mind, if somebody gets injured and we need a goaltender, it's not where Sammy's going to struggle and we're, we're, what are you going to, put Sammy in the minors. I mean, you might as well say that to him if you bring up Jones and start playing him, but that's, uh, imagine we just had Jones and wool and that's it. And we, we let Sammy go the shit out of me. It'd be losing over bloody marbles. Right. But because we have it, it's easy to say, mom, bring that guy in. It's uh, he's not the answer. Sammy is (laughs) the fact that people are saying that right now is proves my exact point. Five games in and bring up Jones. Like, how short of a leash do you think a guy has? If you at your job had a leash that was that bloody short, how would your performance be? If you thought that one hiccup or one mistake or one little oversight meant you're now replaced, mm-hmm. that's not that's not how you operate. That's not how you get the best out of people. And that's especially true in sports where performance is, is very much confidence-based. So bad take, man. You don't bury your goaltender at the slightest hiccup or expect a lot of inconsistency out of the guy. So Mario Kart rates in Jones at 25 wins last year. He actually had 27, but let me, let me tell you the numbers with those 27 wins for a defensive oriented team, like the Kraken 2.95 and 887 save percentage. So that's, that's who lease fans like the last five years of Jones, 887, 900, 896, 896, 896. He hasn't been, he was 915. In 1718 with the San Jose Sharks, we're talking five years in a global pandemic later. And, and all of a sudden, Martin Jones is going to be some type of savior. Let's build a fucking statue for this guy. He was great in the preseason, Rosie. Sure, he wasn't. It's got nothing to me. It's nothing to do with Jones. Uh, like Jones is fine. And I think he's going to get some chances here. It's rare that you go two goaltenders yeah. that never run into any kind of an injury or need any maintenance done. 
I think he'll get a chance. And when he does come in, I think he's going to do just fine. I think he's a great third layer of goaltending for this team. And I'm glad we have him. And I'm glad we didn't lose him to to uh, waivers. But again, at five games in, if you think you're just going to you know, yard sale everyone and bring him in and try him, <laughs> how desperate does that look? How pathetic yeah. is that as far as your commitment level to the players that are on your roster? If you're, if you're going to bail on them that easily, how much confidence does that instill? And how hard... And, and how much trust and respect are the players going to have in the coaching staff if, if that's how quickly they give up on somebody? It's not how you run a team. Mario Kart writes, acting like 27 wins is easy. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, very well insulated. Perfect example, Jonas Johansson's playing for Tampa. He's got, what, two wins already? He's, I mean, who knows how many wins he's going to get, but I mean, there's a reason. There's a like they They sheltered Martin Jones in Seattle, and the numbers speak for themselves. I had him in fantasy last year just for the wins, but routinely it was six five hockey games you can outscore your problems a lot the least can do that too but again this is just surreal for me we're five games into the year people are calling for the most ridiculous stuff would you make a sheldon keith burying sammy by the way i wanted to get to that because i thought it was important i don't think it was needed but i guess it just shows you that everybody across the board the fans i guess the coach not big fans of Ilya samsonov yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I don't mind calling out players that uh, you want better from and kind of say, well, you know, say this and give them a little shot in the arm or a kick in the arse and try to get something out of them. But I just don't see it working with a goaltender where, you know, what are they going to do? Work harder? Like, it doesn't really work for a goaltender. It's all about, like, feeling confident in the net and and feeling like you got your game under you and, you know, owning it out there. I think it's, like I said, the confidence is the – there's no bigger – there's no bigger position that relies on confidence more than being a goaltender. And I just don't see the need for it. You think, what, what do you, what did you think? Sammy didn't know he hasn't started the the game, you know, well, the season as much as, yeah. as well as he wanted he to, you think he it. doesn't know that you yeah. think he's not desperate to get back to his winning ways and to be solid and get his numbers up. You think that he wasn't going to make the adjustments necessary to try to get back on track unless Keith called him out like that. I don't really get that I, again with other players and, and, and skaters, I don't mind because you can kind of give them a kick in the ass. But with a goaltender, I just think it it just pours pours on yeah. the problem. I, I don't really agree with it. Especially how much you need this guy. But nevertheless, I mean, Sheldon Keefe seems to be weird with that type of stuff. Sometimes he'll call a guy out. Sometimes he won't. I just, it was like a passive aggressive comment. It wasn't anything too bad. You saw it on your screen there. But I just, I don't know if you want to kick somebody when they're down, when they're struggling the way Samsonov has. And again, there are a variety of different goalies around this league who were number ones last year who can't make a save right now. So it's not like it's just Ilya Samsonov. So we're at the five-game mark of this season, and I want to do this periodically throughout this campaign, Rosie. Is sort of your letter grade, where you see this team through five games. So they're 3-2-0. Uh, what kind of grade would you give this team early on? I give them a B. Oh. You know, give them a B. What do you think that's high or low? You're an easy marker. I got to see. Do you? Yeah, I was thinking B minus, but you know, they've, sh- I just, I don't really care about their record right now. You don't um, care about the regular season? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying their record isn't everything to me. It, it's, it's how they're presenting themselves. I think, uh, I think the wheels are turning. Um, obviously, Sammy hasn't had their best stuff. If he did, they could mm-hmm. be up there at, you know, the five win mark potentially. Um, not that he was the reason they lost, but 
if he could bail them out a little bit and, and keep them in some games, they're capable of coming back and, and, you know, outscoring their problems. Are they perfect? Not even close. Um, they got holes all over the place with their defense. Their goaltending is not good enough right now. I get it, but I just feel like they're off to a decent start. Their big boys are going Their Their layer pieces are coming up and getting comfortable in the market. And I just, I, I think the sky's kind of the limit for this outfit. And as long as they keep getting better, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly pleased with it right now. I'm not going to rag on them and bitch. Do I wish they're five and zero? Oh, of course, but I see good things in there. And even though those two losses were annoying, I, I still can give them a BB minus. This chat's moving too quickly, but somebody exposed yourself said, I want Rosie as a teacher, which I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Parent teacher interviews would be interesting, especially if you have a hot mom. <laughs> I hate those things. No, I feel like a teacher sometimes coaching hockey and I get too frustrated. And then my other assistants are like, you, you talk to them like adults. <laughs> I'm like, I can't get down to kids level like that. I just talk to them like adults, say, this is how it is. Take it or leave it, figure it out quick. Let's go. Let them know. Um, I would say around a C plus. Um, I, I think they've had a good start. Is there room for improvement? Yes. Maybe it just speaks to my expectations for this team. I get it's a long season. You're not going to have it every night. But it's just weird how they've gotten to this 3-2-0 start where it's like they have surrendered their first goal in four of the five games, haven't played great. It just shows you how immensely talented they are. So that's what I'm, I guess, judging on and and marking on is like they're so talented that they should probably have been 5-0-0 to start the season. Yeah, and maybe I'm being a little generous, but I just feel like yeah, they should have been better, but I'm just not worried about it, I guess, is where I'm coming from. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm not worried about it. So... We'll see where it goes, man. We don't know what the future holds. I want to see consistency. I think that's probably the 10th time I've said that this show. I'd like to see a little bit more of that and to, to know what to expect when they come. You're not always going to get the bounces and the breaks. You're not always going to get the big goals out of the big guys. Your goalie's is going to have off nights. You're not going to win every single game. But if, you're ex- if you can expect to see at least the similar type of team every night, I'm going to be happy. And that's what I want them to see, which they're famous for not really doing that throughout the regular season. Travis Houston writes in Rosie can't spell teacher, which is probably accurate to be honest. I've seen your, your grammar, <laughs> dude, my grammar is good. My words are good. I'm not good with numbers. I don't know why dude, guys you, think I you said indifferent earlier. It's indifferent, undifferent. <laughs> Go find that and send it to me. Cause I didn't say undifferent. I'm not fucking dumb. You just said your grammar is good. It is good. <laughs> I didn't say undifferent. And I'm good at spelling, Travis Houston. Yeah, tipsy. we should have a spelling bee on this show between Travis I Houston. I crush you. I'm sick at spelling. Maybe we you do it. You said something dumb today. I should have called you out for it. I'm going to start now. You're there in you for go. it. You better be, I got better Rosie be, fired up. I got Rosie fired up. I say a lot of dumb shit on the show. It's easy to call out. Not dumb shit. Wrong shit. You said, you said a word. I can't remember what it was, and you corrected yourself because it sounded dumb like you've never spoken English before. Exactly. I, I do that a lot. Which is hard for a, a host, you know. You you should probably get your wording correctly, but I don't. Uh, a three game week coming up here for the Leafs before we get to covered bridge. Uh, Washington tomorrow. By the way, we're gonna have your former teammate Devonte Smith Pelly, former Capital, won the Cup with Evo. the Capitals. Evo is gonna come on tomorrow. He's gonna break down that game for us. Take a look at the Caps. They've been dog shit to start the year. Got Dallas on Thursday, and then they wrap on Saturday against Nashville. If you haven't kept tabs in the rest of the league. Unfortunately, we're not going to see Luke Shen in that game. He's uh, banged up, just had surgery. So Shenner will make his return to Scotiabank Arena later on this season. But tough, we're not going to see him on Saturday. Yeah, it sucks. He bunged up his knee and he was telling me the amount of uh, 
doctors and specialists he was seeing. He was basically doing his own homework, calling everyone and their dog across the entire country. And uh, it was initially like a six-month injury, and it's it's got knocked down to four to six. So good thing he's not out for like the majority of the season. But uh, yeah, it kind of sucks we won't get to see that little revenge narrative, as I know you like that so much. Yeah, I guess that word I, I messed up the word nuclear. I said Is that nuclear? what it was. Yeah, maybe it's nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. Okay, well, my mistake. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat for correcting. We still got to have that spelling beyond the show. I think that'd be great. But this week's Players to Watch is presented by Covered Bridge Potato Chips. I'm going to go first. I'm going to look at Joseph Wall this week, Rosie. I think it's uh, it's time to run with him a bit. Obviously, Zelia Samsonov finds his way a bit. And uh, I, I want to see what this kid's made of. They got a couple of inferior teams, I feel, in, in Washington and Nashville. Dallas is going to be a great measuring stick game coming up on Thursday but I want to see them run with Joseph Wall and it'll be our first look at Joseph Wall as maybe like a number one goaltender for this team. Who do you have? Yeah, that looks good. I got the two new guys. I got uh, Domi and Bertuzzi. I want to see them take another step. I want to see them kind of shine a little bit and take control and take the reins. Um, Domi's starting to do it. I really like that last game, you know, setting up the two nice win, uh, goals there to get them the win. But uh, I want to see those two new guys kind of really establish themselves and play the way they have on other teams previously. Again, I'm not expecting Domi to be a world beater, but I want them to be effective, be noticeable. And I want them to take the pressure off some of those big four. So looking towards them here on Tuesday. I love it. Uh, go to CoveredBridgeChips.com and follow on Instagram at CB underscore chips. And the chat is on fire. Uh, people people really want this spelling bee and they want us, uh, you know, people to go toe to toe. And somebody even suggested you're going after people in the chat. Accountability is big. Like you will scrap somebody in the chat if you need to, right? You're going to call me, oh, you're going to get it back. I'll find your IP address and bang <laughs> on your door. Don't exactly. worry, I'm... I can go a little psycho fucked. about you, this stuff. If you want to go, I'm, Jay Rosehill, Travis Houston, we're looking at you, man. We can set that up. He'll find you in a barn somewhere. Low style. <laughs> I'm surprised. We do a uh, we do a spelling bee. I'm sure you'll have your um, college uh, of uh, broadcasting journalism classes I took uh, hanging on the wall there, right beside your participation trophies. Well, exactly. I don't even have my trophies up anymore, man. It's unfortunate, but... Uh, we should get to Botano as well. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So we advise people to take the over over the weekend. We hit that. Only one game tonight. I want to get your thoughts on Frozen Frenzies coming up tomorrow. But Montreal, Buffalo, anything you're looking at? I think I'm looking at Tate Thompson, shot prop, uh, maybe a goal. Caulfield's been hot for Montreal. I, I just hope for an exciting hockey game. I think the schedule drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, we have one game in the NHL tonight, but are you looking at that game? Are you looking at the Monday Nighter? Uh, any place for you? I just want both teams to have fun. That's what you <laughs> sounded like there. Yeah, Tate Thompson, I'd like him to step up. I'd like the, the Buffalo Sabres to step up. I feel like all throughout the offseason, everyone was just J.O. into the Buffalo Sabres, how good they're going to be, and they have not produced so far. So anytime the Habs get smashed, I'm happy with that. So if I check that game out, I'll be pulling for the, the Sabres. Sempcast, I eat full bags of CB chips all the time. It sounds like the Rose Hill family this weekend, right? Dude, the uh, I'm looking around. So good. Bags of chips beside me. The um, the cheddar, they're like rippled cheddar. I just bury the whole bag. I'm like, oh, God, I have an unlimited supply right now. They're really, really good. I've been on the all dress train, which is weird. Like, I'm not really an all dress fan. I like like simple, casual chips. And the all dress have been driving me nuts, man. They're good. They're good. And those are those are kettle cooked, the uh, all-dressed yeah. ones. We're usually all-dressed isn't kettle cooked, so nice little right. touch there too, Covered Bridgie. 
We love you, Covered Bridge. I'm wearing your T-shirt right now. So Frozen Frenzy uh, is a concept the NHL is going to introduce tomorrow. Uh, it's 16 games, so all 32 teams are going to play, Rosie. And it's all staggered start time, so 16 st- different start times. I believe the Leafs game will start things off. I think the Leafs game starts at 6 Eastern. I'm going to check quickly. Uh, but they they start things off tomorrow, which I think is is really, really cool. And for somebody like casual fans, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the 6 o'clock starts the first one. I think the last starts 11 Eastern. So uh, a buffet cool. of hockey games tomorrow. Yeah, big time. Maybe that's what uh, does that to the schedule here tonight with only one game is they want to get that thing going. And yeah. I don't know why Tuesday's the day to do that, but away she goes. They're all playing. Yeah, if you want to sit down and watch hockey for a long, long time, that's the way to do it, man. Get your uh, get your food ordered in by DoorDash and get a couple beers and a cooler beside you, and you're going to be hockeyed open at the end of the night. I think you should get some Crown Royal going too, personally, if you want yes. to. Awesome. Crown Royal, couple pops. I think you're feeling good about life at that point, no? You'd be feeling really good after a few crowny poos. Yes. Crown Royal, our best friends here on the show for sure. There will be a point where we're going to do some shots on this show. We got to figure out when, but that bottle, we want it to be empty at some point in time. We love Crown Royal that much. And there's our proud sponsor on your screen right there. So Rosie, we'll leave it at that again. Coming up, the Tuesday edition, uh, your old teammate, Devontae Smith-Pelly, Stanley Cup winner is going to drop by. He's in the broadcasting world doing some work with uh, TSN. So we'll get his breakdown of the Capitals, uh, the Leafs. Um, I don't want to call it a trap game, but Washington's yet to win a game this year. Ovechkin hasn't scored. They've scored, I think, four goals total this year. Like I, I hope the Leafs are ready for that game, but I'm looking forward to teeing it up. Frozen frenzy tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, they're going to be ready. They're going to be looking for a, a win, and their streak of losses is not going to last forever. Don't let them break it against you, you pesky maple dinks. <laughs> Daniel writes in, Nick, is that a new bottle behind you? Yes, it is. It's about to be an old bottle. We love our friends you, over at Crown Royal. We got to do shots. We, gotta just, we, we, we got we to find a way to get Crown Royal in on the action here on the show. I think it would just pep us up. I think we're boring, quite frankly, until we get some <laughs> uh, Crown Royal in our system. Yeah, just some rye whiskey at 9 a.m. That's all we need. I guess it's closer out there. Maybe when I come to a show out there, we'll we'll hammer it live on the show because it won't be 9 a.m. and I won't look like a complete alcoholic. In moderation, in moderation, we will uh, have some Crown Royal. I know over at Daily Faceoff Live, even Frank Saravalli did a shot the other day in behalf of the Edmonton Oilers, who are still in Mm -hmm. one, by the way, which uh, we love to see here in Leafs Nation. Nevertheless, we'll leave it at that. We are back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thanks to everybody in the chat. You guys are fantastic today. Chirping both of us. I love that. At the Leaf Station 401. Many thanks to producer Aaron Bordado. That's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Travis, you little bitch. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com.